Welcome to the Bioethics Podcast, a project of the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity. I'm Ben Mitchell, Director of the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity, and in this edition of the Bioethics Podcast, I will comment on gene doping and Olympic sports. First, though, please mark your calendars for our first annual Phoenix Conference. The focus of the conference will be the ethics of aging, death, and immortality. Confirmed speakers include S.J. Olshansky, Ph.D., University of Illinois at Chicago, Gina Moore, M.D., Loma Linda University, John Keown, D. Phil, Georgetown University, Hava Tarosh Samuelson, Ph.D., Arizona State University, and C. Christopher Hook, M.D., of the Mayo Clinic. Highlights will include a debate between S.J. Olshansky and Aubrey de Grey, a biomedical gerontologist. More details will be forthcoming, but plan on joining us March 3rd through 8th, 2008. Academic and continuing education opportunities will be available. Genetically Enhancing Athletes, the Case of Gene Doping. Readers of both the academic and popular literature in bioethics will be well aware that genetic and other forms of so-called human enhancement are clearly on the drawing board. No one knows how long it will take to develop these technologies, but they're most certainly coming. Already, of course, through the use of pre-implantation genetic diagnosis, human embryos are screened for undesirable genetic traits, and embryos with those traits are not transferred to a woman's uterus. They're discarded or used in embryo-destructive research. This is not enhancement, but negative eugenics. Soon, however, we will be able to direct our DNA to make ourselves different. I say different because it's unclear to me that having keener-than-normal eyesight is necessarily a good to be desired. Likewise, I hardly think that being able to choose one's eye color is something worth the cost of genetic intervention. And while I suppose 10 additional IQ points would be nice, I'm quite certain that merely having them will not make people nicer. Finally, physical immortality, it seems to me, is something only some of the well-heeled would want. The venues for the most rapid development of genetic enhancement will not and are not in the medical sector, but in the military and athletics. Competitive advantage means a great deal on both battlefields. For instance, articles in Scientific American in July 2004 and the New York Times Magazine, January 18, 2004, pointed out that athletes are already trying to access genetic intervention for enhancement purposes. More efficient killing machines, that is, soldiers, and a speedier fast pitch seem to be goods for many people. But are they? News junkies could not help but read about Marion Jones' tearful plea for forgiveness as she returned her Olympic medals because of her past steroid use. In response, Olympic javelin bronze medalist Kate Schmidt maintained that athletes take enhancement drugs because of the expectation of fans and that doping is so pervasive that it ought to be made acceptable. Olympic officials are loath to do so not only because most of the drugs have deleterious side effects, including sudden death, but because doing so would fundamentally alter the nature of competitive sports. Even presumably safe enhancements would give unfair advantage. Happily, and without nearly as much publicity, the U.S. Congress passed legislation at the end of last year banning gene doping in the United States. Happily, and without nearly as much publicity, the U.S. Congress passed legislation at the end of last year banning gene doping in the United States. 
H.R. 6344 was signed into law on December 29, 2006, defining gene doping as, quote, the non-therapeutic use of cells, genes, genetic elements, or of the modulation of genetic... H.R. 6344 was signed into law on December 29, 2006, defining gene doping as, quote, the non-therapeutic use of cells, genes, genetic elements, or of the modulation of gene expression having the capacity to enhance athletic performance, end quote. At its best, athletics celebrates remarkable human achievements that result from hard work, dedication, not from hypodermics and DNA labs, said J.D. Hansen, Director for Human Genetics Policy for the International Center for Technology Assessment. This ban represents an important milestone for human dignity in the fight against a new eugenics that ultimately intends to engineer all human life, said Hansen. Keeping amateur athletics amateur athletics is especially important with the 2008 Olympics in China just around the corner. The bill states that, quote, the United States Anti-Doping Agency shall ensure that athletes participating in amateur athletic activities recognized by the United States Olympic Committee are prevented from using performance-enhancing drugs or performance-enhancing genetic modifications accomplished through gene doping and permanently include gene doping among any list of prohibited substances adopted by the agency. This is not only good news for amateur athletics, but good news for our humanity. The Bioethics Podcast is a project of the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity, exploring the nexus of biomedicine, biotechnology, and our common humanity. Our website, cbhd.org, has a wealth of materials on a wide range of bioethical issues. For more information about the Center and to support the work of the Center and projects like this podcast, please visit our website cbhd.org. My name is Ben Mitchell, and I'm director of the Center for Bioethics and Human Dignity. Thank you for listening to the Bioethics Podcast.